Hey again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast uh, with round two. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties, but we are back live. Um, myself, Raj, I'm Raj Geary. I'm here with former TNA and WWE superstar Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing well, Raj. I'm doing well. Tonight's show is a back, in, back to the future episode, I feel like. Uh, we should have seen this, like I said earlier, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. We'll get into it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was uh, a, lot of, a lot of filler raw up against some top, you know, really tough competition tonight. They're predicting Super Bowl-like numbers for the presidential debate uh, tonight, like mm-hmm. upwards of like 100 million people. So uh, it's definitely, it, it is a very good chance this is going to be the lowest rated raw uh, in history. Um, and and it was kind of it was kind of treated as such, but yeah. but first, Matt, I know uh, you had something you wanted to plug. Yeah, real real, real quick, I just uh, you you posted it on your site earlier. Everybody already knows about it, but the big news today, you know, outside of WWE, is the uh, the Academy School of Professional Wrestling. It's a new wrestling school opened up by uh, Ken Anderson as well as Sean Davari. They'll be opening their doors physically November 1st of 2016. Anybody that's serious about getting into wrestling, it's like I said earlier, you, you want to go somewhere where people are respected. They've been there. They've done that. They have the connections, more importantly, to get you called up if you're ready one day. And that's what both of these guys have in them. So besides the wealth of knowledge that they, that they obviously both have and the respect that they've earned. Um, if you are serious about becoming a professional wrestler and you want to go to one of the top tier schools in the country, hands down um definitely check out www.theacademyprowrestling.com uh or you could telephone call them at four uh, sorry 507-722-2776 or hit them up on email theacademyprowrestling at gmail.com guys i promise you within the next year this will be considered one of the top three schools in, in all of the, the country hands down guaranteed it and man, so I take it they'll be teaching promos and stuff like that too. Oh my God! Yeah, Ken Anderson teaching you promos. And Davari, Davari is very underrated on promos. Yeah, I mean, yes. he was a he was a beast back in the day. I mean, he was Definitely. awesome. Sean is what somebody I've always credited as the smartest man. I swear to God, he's one of the smartest people business wise I've ever worked with. He got he had politics. He understood everything, and at such an early age, he understood the business upside down, inside out better than I did. In just his first year, he was like. I want to say like 20, 21 or something like that. And he had such a great grasp of knowledge for this business. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was too bad. He got lumped up in that, that one angle. Uh, Cause he, he, he definitely had, uh, has it and still has a ton of potential. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking and you know, I'd lo- I'm going to definitely try to talk to those guys more about the school and, and, and get more information about it. But we got some details up on wrestling Inc. about the, the school. So definitely check it out. Uh, back to raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like a, a Fourth of July episode, uh, you know, just kind of keeping things in place. Not much happening. The show opened with Roman Reigns as the new U.S. champion. Came out to a loud reaction, uh, mm-hmm. mostly boos. Um, mm-hmm. He's facing Rusev. No real build for this match, uh, and they went long. I mean, they went thirty minutes. There was a couple of commercial breaks during the match, and then they go thirty minutes, and it ends in a double disqualification. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a cop out ending, a way to kill time. Matt, what were your thoughts? Um, I love watching these two go. Uh, it, it can get a little long in the tooth because we've seen it so many times. But tonight, they, I felt they did give us a little something different toward the end. I wasn't ha- I wasn't necessarily you know, ecstatic about the finish. Um, it is a cop-out. But the live crowd, for some reason, went absolutely you know, ape crap over the fact that they fought outside the ring and went over the, you know, when Rusev took the clothesline over the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the barricade. 
They yeah. lost their you-know-what, the crowd, and it made it more exciting to watch as a viewer, I thought. Um, but again, uh, Rusev is so damn talented. I can't keep it, you know saying that enough about him. He is so good. And, you know, we, we talk about um, Reigns every week. He's as solid as they get in the ring, and I don't know why he keeps getting the you-can't-wrestle heat that he gets when he can clearly go. Yeah, I think it. I think it's just fans are just used to it, and and that it's just you know clouding their judgment because he can go in the ring for sure, and and you know we'll get to this later, but you know I mentioned it last night with Seth Rollins. I don't feel like Seth Rollins has really licked himself since his injury, since coming back. His matches just haven't been uh, at the level that they were before. Yeah, that's a good call. I noticed. It. Yeah, I'm noticing it with how he's carrying himself too, and I don't know if that. I know it's two different things working in the ring and, and being hurt and then how you carry yourself promo wise and, and body language wise outside of the ring, but his body language is different as well. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different, you know? Yeah. And he's not necessarily being booked the strongest, but, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, they had that, they showed that WWE 2K17 commercial and these are just fantastic. Uh, this was the same oh one they aired God, during the pay-per-view. So this is like the one they do with sting last year yeah. and they're, they're just awesome. This one, uh, this reminded me of like a weird dream, the way they, they shot it. And, you know, like the, how it went in and out. It had an Arkham Asylum uh, uh, Batman uh, uh, video game vibe to it at first. I loved I dug it. it yeah, cool. yeah. It was very cool. It, very Suicide Squad-ish. But, uh, yeah, but, yes. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they did a Cesaro Shamus. <laughs> They did a Cesaro Sheamus promo, and I swear the creative team stole this idea from Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Sheamus and Cesaro were doing, you know, they're kind of doing the whole I know you are, but what am I promo. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about who's better. And then uh, Mick Foley announced that he doesn't want them to wrestle again because he's afraid they'll that one of them won't be able to wrestle again. And so instead they're going to be teaming up for the WWE Tag Team titles. And uh, Glenn... <laughs> joked about it last week saying that'd be yeah. funny if they took it in this direction and, and here you go that's what they're doing worst of all okay 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 worst in all of that is that mick foley with a straight face had to be paid a large sum of money to say these next words that i'm about to say you two are the greatest superstars we have he called them the greatest superstars on the roster twice yeah, this not his favorite, the greatest, and he reiterated it again. I, I, what the freak? Yeah, Foley. Oh man, I love Foley, but being for, a being uh, the GM on the Stephanie McMahon show, and we'll talk about this later, isn't doing him any favors. And and B, he, he just feels like he needs to do this emotional promo every week, and instead of saving it for like the the, the big uh, for the big angles, and it, it's. I feel like it's getting a little long in the, in the tooth, but um, so we had that. Uh, next, we had New Day uh, versus Gallows and Anderson. This seemed like just a, a kind of a replay of last night. I thought the match was very good, actually, um, yeah. but it was uh, New Day again beating uh, Gallows and Anderson. Kofi got busted open uh, hard. I, I missed it. I think he hit the steps or, or the ring post. Yeah, um, he did. And, uh, yeah, like I said, good match. Kofi at the end pinned Anderson to win the match. Anderson, I swear, every uh, every match with these guys that they lose, it's always Anderson taking the pin. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt, what do you think? It's always going to be that way. Uh, Gallus is the bigger guy. Then as soon as they break up into singles, it's going to be Gallus that right, for, right now that they're going to see more money and just because of size alone. I'm not saying that's how it's going to turn. 
out, but that's generally how it always works. The smaller guy takes the pin usually. Um, but that said, uh, I guess we'll get into it, but like, I, I, I want to see, I'm telling you right now, Sheamus, Sheamus, all right, and Cesaro versus uh, Anderson and Gallows is exactly what uh, Anderson and Gallows need. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want that. You know, not this other Fruit Loop, like, like I don't even know, Laffy Taffy, Lollipop Tag Act of New Day. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that's definitely a, something that could feel a lot more serious, even though yeah. they're doing the, the odd couple gimmick with Cesaro and Chase. But yeah, it would, be a hard-hitting, it would be a hard-hitting match be, with those guys. And that's going to help them get more, that'll definitely help them get reestablished, those two, Anderson and Gallows, in my opinion. But they're not going that way. I don't know where they go with Gallows and Anderson now. Uh, like I said, I, I, I feel like they should have had the tag team division on SmackDown and the women's division on Raw because they don't have enough talent in either of those for really a whole division, in my opinion. Um, no, you're right. So you got, you know, you got the Shining Stars, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing one or two more, but uh, it's just uh, not very deep. Um, no. Yeah, so... Uh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say it's like, but really quick back to Gallows and, and Anderson. When they first came in, okay, this, okay, but I know I know Seamus and Saint Cesaro were nowhere near, you know, becoming a tag, but those two guys would have been perfect at that time when they first came in and it'd be established as these badass ass kickers that be too established, known for being too hard-nosed badasses, ass in the ring and moving on to the next tier of tag team. Right then, you have. Um, I'll, we'll get to it once we get to the match. You can continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, next we had Bailey versus Anna Fields, uh, just a, a squash match, and I thought this was great. I think Bailey, you know, could use this. It gets her character over, introduces her to the fans, and it gives her a win. And it, it definitely better used on her than a Bo Dallas, in my opinion. Raj, this. Was I was gonna? I was wait, waiting for you to lead into this one. This was the second one of the night, the second match of the night that should have happened six, seven, eight weeks ago. This should have been Bailey's debut. Do you remember when she came out and her debut was like, was it for Sasha, I believe, or, or Dana, Dana Brooke, in a very competitive match? It went back and forth and it went way too long, and Dana was not the right person to be her first opponent. Um, it sh- this should have been her first opponent, okay? Not because she's just gonna big, 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 big. This hard, big, big, uh, big, tough, you know, giant versus the, the local jobber and just squash them. But because of how organically over she gets, kissing all the kids, hugging all the kids, doing her shtick, getting in the ring, getting her act over, and then go from there. Tonight's match should have been her debut. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And yeah, yeah, she won. Uh, cut a little promo after the match. Uh, I kind of, I, I miss. I missed what she, I missed what she said. Did do you remember what she said? Yeah, about uh, the two measure. Yeah, two girl. Right now, the two measuring sticks uh, are you know are Sasha and Charlotte, and uh, you know. But no matter what, she get you know she promises that at the end of the day she's gonna be you know beating them both. You know, come come hell or high water. You know, something like that to paraphrase. Um, something to that effect. And then the, the announcers really put it over like if you know her from NXT, you know she doesn't give up and she lives up to what she says and that right. thing. Oh, that's great, and keep yeah, keep her away from that title picture for now, and and, and do more stuff like this, and 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 you're good to go. Um, that girl needs to eat a sandwich, by the way, really quick. The girl she was in the ring with has got to oh, lift man. a weight, a weight. Just lift one, just you, lift one. You think she was 100 pounds? No way. Yeah. Bailey is skinny, 
in, in person. So I, that's all I kept telling my wife. I was like, Bailey Skinny, what? She's got to be, this girl's got to be 80 pounds. Jeez. And, and tall at that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, needs, uh, she needs some calories. Uh, backstage segment. Oh, man. Here we go. This was uh, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Mick Foley uh, questioning Stephanie McMahon about saying, you know, uh, about Stephanie you know, telling Triple H that the night went well last night at Clash of Champions. And man, Stephanie dressed fully down something fierce, like <laughs> like you haven't seen in a while. Uh, man, and, and, you know, Foley is basically playing the idiot, uh, you know, has to play naive, keeps believing Stephanie, and then uh, basically apologizes and said he says he wants to keep his job. Like, man, Daniel Bryan's so lucky, he you know, he's on SmackDown because, oh, yeah. geez, they just can't help themselves. Oh, the emasculation. How long have we gone without a good Stephanie McMahon emasculation hour? You know how long has it been? It, it, it hasn't been as as brutal as tonight for for a couple of weeks. But <laughs> it was tonight was tonight was one of the the harsher ones that I can remember. Uncomfortable and not in a wow, she's a really good heel type of way. In the like, come on, it, it, this does nothing for Foley. Uh, you know, he, he's he, he, as the baby face, he should be there to kind of add credibility. Uh, to that show, but instead he's looking like an idiot. He's naive. He keeps falling for Stephanie's smack talk, and then he gets dressed down and and look looking like a, a chump. Uh, so there you go. Hundred uh, percent. Felt bad for his character. Uh, next up, we had a cruiserweight tag team match, which uh, which I thought was was really cool. They did a lot of cool stuff in it. Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan against Drew Gulak and Lince Dorado. Um, so I found out the ring ropes, what they do is they tape them up uh, to that orange color between breaks. So they're not like replacing the ropes because, you know, that would that would take a while. Um, You're saying that they tape them? Yeah. So they, they just wrap them in tape and I guess they just unwind that's it. That's not much fast. No. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's got to be a way they're doing it fast that we don't know. We got to figure this out because th- that is something I'm interested in actually. Yeah. So you guys that are listening, if you're at a raw taping, yeah. videotape it when they do it next time. Um, Rich Swan got the pin. Uh, it was a fun match. Didn't mean anything. Uh, you know, again, I feel like they need to get these characters over more. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, the match itself I thought was good. Yeah, it was exciting. I, I enjoyed the match itself. But, like, the, the first three seconds I was telling you and Russo about last night, you know, you have those first three seconds to, 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 to come out and, and captivate the crowd at home watching on television, to the tele- television audience at home. And I didn't see even – even Swan, who was incredibly charismatic, I, I just mm, if I'm clicking through the channels, I'm not stopping. You know, I don't. You don't got to be a bodybuilder. I'm not saying that. So before people start crying, like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying something, and that's not their fault. You know, physically, yes, it is. They can be in better shape, but that's where the character needs to be. You know. And, and and I think, you know, when WCW first introduced the cruiserweights, they'd have them as the opening match. And that's when the crowd was really hot. Like yeah. they were just ready for something. So the crowd was really hot and they'd get really into those moves. Whereas now you're putting it farther into the show. They don't know who these guys are. Right. They get into the match eventually. But I just feel like with the pacing and, and everything, it, it just would do it better to have it on earlier. So that's a great point, especially about the you know WCW cruiserweights. You're right. You know, I wasn't into them when I was you know a fan. I I did like the bigger bigger guys. Obviously, I, that's what I liked. But the cruiserweights I would react to because they were on early, and I was excited to watch the show. You know, but real quick, what I said was a few weeks ago with the cruiserweight division, they need to be very careful with is stop lumping them all together. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, and I said, I guarantee you within a week, two, three weeks, they're going to be treated just like the women's division. They're going to lump six storylines together, seven, seven, ten storylines together in one match called a battle royal. You know, they're, they weren't that far off. I was pleasantly surprised at the end of the night that we got another match. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm hoping I am. We, I, I need to be wrong about this because this show needs to be different. Yeah, I, I think that was more just to add extra filler because they don't want to put anything anything real on tonight. But uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they treat it next week. But uh, I'm not impressed with how they're rolling out the cruiserweight division. But I thought the matches tonight were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a backstage promo with TJ Perkins. Man, this guy on the mic just just kills me. Uh, I, I'm searching for anything to say good. Uh, you know, TJ, I, I was thinking, like, what can I say positive to Raj on the show tonight about, about him? Because all these fans that I talked on Twitter, they love TJ Perkins. And I'm like, all right, here's what it is. He's got a pretty dope pair of Jordan 31 USA jeans <laughs> that I'm wearing right now. That's that's it. That's yeah. all I got. I mean, his, some of his moves are cool, but he, his, his gear is indie-rific as hell. Oh, gosh, his gear, his his promos. And then you have Kendrick, you know, Brian, Brian Kendrick comes in and Brian Kendrick just, I mean, as far as a promo and, and as a personality, he just dwarfs Perkins, you oh know, in, in, in that promo. Um, so, and, and they had, they had Kendrick cut off Perkins pretty quick. So I think they don't have much faith in, in Perkins promo ability because they haven't really given him any time on, on raw. Uh, on the flip Gotta side, next you had Charlotte. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Got to earn it. You got the opportunity. You got to earn it. Vince once told me that's a million dollars per minute you get that he could be given toward advertisers or your promo. Absolutely. And you look at AJ Styles; they wouldn't really give him that promo time at the beginning, and and he earned it. You know, definitely. Like he, uh, he took advantage. Um, and, and on the flip side, next you had Charlotte come out. Uh, I thought she had had a great promo. I, th- I feel like her promos just get better by the week. She's so comfortable and as a heel. Um, Sasha Banks came out. Uh, noted that Charlotte didn't pin her last night and she wanted her one-on-one rematch. So this, uh, this feud must continue. Will this, uh, the upcoming, what's the upcoming pay-per-view? Uh, Helen Cell. Will they put two girls in one? Is that against Ooh. PG? Is that against any of their new rules or? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that I could see them doing that. Just saying how, really how trendsetting they are. Right? Yeah. I mean, I would love to see. It. I just hope we can get there that they build toward it, and that's you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because uh, they could pull it off. You're right. They could do some cool things, dude. Yeah, Both yeah. And it would it, because this feud's been going on forever. So that would be a a, a good place to have Which, like the, the the climax. Even though I'm sure it'll probably still continue if Sasha wins again. Sure. Um, but yeah, I thought this promo was very good. I thought Charlotte was was great money like you said she's progressively getting you know she's getting better each and every week you know and it and it and i'll be honest it takes those f-ups to to get to this point you've got to i always say this to you rush you got to figure out who you are as a, as a man or a woman before you can figure out who you are as a character in that ring and that takes us forever and the quickest way we can get there is getting more mic time more and more mic time so they stuck with her she had some hard times you remember right and I always thought she was pretty good at NXT and promos. I don't know what was going on with Raw. Honestly, I had no excuse for her. Now she's finally starting to hit on all cylinders, you know? And it takes that. It takes those flubs, those mess-ups, those trying new things, stepping on your own pop sometimes. It takes all these mess-ups to get to that place. And that's yeah. why I've been hoping Roman, what would happen with Roman come promo-wise as well. 
eventually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, we had a backstage promo with Seth Rollins telling Kevin Owens that he was going to go uh, interfere in the highlight reel segment, basically. <laughs> so Foley tried to stop him and got torn down again, this poor guy. Rollins said uh, he sees Foley's lips moving, but he hears Stephanie's words coming out of his mouth. Walked off. Foley just kind of stood there looking sad. This is Raj where Seth needs to be selfish. He needs to play. I've got to do what I got to do to get myself over right now. This is not the time to right, quote, you know, literally verbatimly say what the writers are writing for him. They do not know how to write for a cool baby face. This is very apparent, right? So he can, he, by all, you know, all my friends that, that, that are friends with him and know him, by, by, by everything I hear, this dude is pretty is a pretty funny kid, pretty cool, very humble, but also has some edge to him, you know, has a little bit of edge to him. He just needs to be himself and, and, and cut this crap out with, with, with relying, you know, not wanting to upset the writers or whatever it is that he's doing because he is – I think he was great on the mic. I, I know many people might – it wasn't his, their cup of tea as a heel. I liked him on the mic. Um, he was getting better and better. So now this is a new gear for him that he's got to figure out, but he cannot figure it out by relying on the writers and writing, saying what they're writing because they say the corniest things and they do nothing but bury the baby face, even with at the end of the show, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into with him leaving off stage with his tail between his legs. Yes. That is not how you get uh. – yeah, I was going to get to that. That that drove me nuts. I mean, they shouldn't have had him appear at all. I mean, he's got the rib injury. If he can't do anything, don't have him appear uh, or have him arrested. You know, that at least it, it makes it look like he had no choice that he couldn't go out. I, you know, Rollins, he, he's the one that he turned babyface. You need to give him some steam. And every week, Kevin Owens is just ripping into him and saying all this stuff that's true. And Rollins <laughs> gets no receipt, doesn't get to respond back. Exactly. You know, and I can hear Minnie Vince Russo in uh, my live show right now going, bro, you think Stone Cold would do that? You think Stone Cold <laughs> would just walk off stage, bro? No, you're right, Vince. He wouldn't. <laughs> No self-respect to Babyface would. You're damn right. He would have, you know, done whatever he needed to do to get past those guys or or, or, or the very, you know, famous scene of him being arrested and going off in one of the coolest angles, you know, that we had ever seen. Stone Cold being carted off in the, you know, the cop car looked like a total badass. You know, I know it's been done a bunch of times, but something to protect your baby face. Yeah, yeah. It's, this was brutal. Um I feel bad for the guy because he, he could have been the hottest baby face when he came oh, back and God, they just yeah. wandered that. Uh, TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick for the title was announced for next. Was it, was it Brian Kendrick that they announced for next week? Next Monday night, Raw. Next yes. Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Um, but next up we had TJ Perkins versus Tony Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't, I know a lot of people like the, the Nintendo game boy entrance that he has, but I just can't they take do? it seriously. Yeah. There, there are people that are, to all of you that like that entrance, not the wrestler, but the entrance, all right? I want to hear about it on my Twitter because – actually, no, I don't. Stay away from my Twitter. <laughs> you guys have got to get laid or something different. I don't know what, but that's not cool. There's nothing cool about that, guys. There's nothing badass about that. There's nothing superhero-y about that. There's nothing good about that. And, and if that wasn't bad enough, he's doing the dab. Um, yeah, even oh. Cam Newton won't do the dab anymore. And uh, TJ, TJ seems like he's a year too late. Hashtag jump to shark. Yes. Yes. Uh, I will say this. The match was very good. Uh, the fans didn't think yeah, so. They were chanting CM Punk. They were like totally disrespected this match. Randy but... Savage? What was that? What was a Randy Savage chant for? Just because? Was there a Randy Savage chant? Yes. 
I was trying to like listen to the debate and and this at the same time, which can be which can be t- challenging. Uh, but yeah, so Perkins won by submission. Match I thought was very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was better than uh, Perkins' match last night against Kendrick. Can I ask you this? Between the two guys, if you're clicking through the channels and you stopped, who looked like more of a star? Who looked more like a star between the two wrestlers? Tony Nese or the other guy? Right. Tony yeah. Nese did. Tony Nese looks like an athlete. He might remember, be short. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, do you remember when uh, Owen Hart and Coco Beware were in that tag team? Yeah. Uh, TJ Perkins looks like he would have been a member of that, that group, you know, with the big floppy pants. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think TJ, I just don't think that look is doing it for him. He's got to change something. I don't know what it is. Bring, I don't know, put a suicide mask on. I don't know anything. Yeah. Man, all of a sudden the manic, uh, manic gimmick isn't looking so bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the the kind of the the end of the show, uh, we got the highlight reel. Uh, Kevin Owens. Here's what I was talking about earlier. Kevin Owens just ripping into Seth Rollins. He's kind of using uh, a lot of the criticism that uh, Rollins has been getting online, saying he's the most dangerous man in wrestling, uh, pointing out that he injured Sting, John Cena, and Finn Balor. Um, you know, uh, the internet wrestling community they they follow this, so they they know all that, but it seems like that would have been something better to explain to the people at home. Cause the people at home don't know that sting didn't come back because he was injured by Seth Rollins, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, right. they probably forgot about John Cena. Yep. But uh, so it seemed like that, that would have been something that they could have played up on commentary or something. But the, Raj to the common fan though, the common fan is, it was the common fan, in my opinion, would take that as what, what, what Kevin, at the end of it was trying to get to is that he's a bigger badass because he hurt the other badass right. who hurt three other badasses, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, he, he's pointing out things again that are true. And that's something you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to protect your baby face, even as a heel, you know, you get yourself over great, but you don't do it at the expense of, of the, of the baby face, especially one that you, you're trying to make money with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so here we go uh, again. Uh, Owens just ripped Rollins. Everything he said was true. And Rollins comes out, and, you know, they come out to stop him and they stop him. He just goes back to the back. And that was it. Uh, like I said, I think it just would have been better not have him on the show at all. They, they, they mentioned his rib injury. That, that could have been enough because I thought this made him just, just look weak. He walked off unmolested. He walked off stage untouched. Like, like when he walked like to the back, when they showed him walking to the back, nobody else was near him. Right. I might have seen a finger in the background pointing right. to him that's about it yeah. and again i understand you got the rib injury but then they'll put him on tv don't um so yeah so uh owens is continuing uh enzo and cast come out uh they had new mics which was kind of cool yeah I, enzo should have had that only in my opinion but whatever. yeah that's true i agree with that uh yeah so they're out uh bada bing bada boom we got a tag team match and it's big cast and enzo versus kevin owens and chris jericho and that was your main event. The match itself, eh, just I, I don't know. I thought I thought oh, I thought Owens looked good, but other than that, it, it, this match didn't do anything for me. Yeah, this was another uh, Back to the Future uh, angle. I said I wanted to see when they first came up. Uh, they being uh, Zoe and Big Cats, um, that the that the makeshift at the time tag team of Jericho. You know, they had a couple between the two, uh, Jericho and uh, KO, would have been perfect for these two. Um, and at least they're there now, but uh, some of the damage has been done already to these, uh, you know, 
up and coming baby faces um, before they got to the dance because they got thrown in the dreaded cyclone of drumroll, please. Come on. <laughs> that's as, that's Booty, as good as I got. Booty O's cartoon, Laffy Taffy, Lollipop, Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> good Lord. Anyways, so um, you're right. The match was what it was. Um, and Kevin Owen, they did not do him any any type of uh, service by letting him. I get he, he wasn't expecting a match, so he's wrestling in his street clothes, but he always looks like he's wrestling in his street clothes. Tonight was like a step down from wrestling in his street clothes, I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, wearing my dad's sweatpants and, and shoes that he cuts the lawn in. Um, it, it, wrestling as a heavyweight champion, you know, like I'm the biggest KO fan. I love that he's the champion, but they have got to protect him, whether it's from himself or, or coming up with something. I'm not saying you got to change his act. His act is awesome. His act is right. money. I love him. His gear, something about it has got to change. Yeah, I mean, look at look at some of the guys like Bam Bam Bigelow or Big Boss Man. You know, they just they weren't you know they weren't ripped by any means, but they had mm. they had you know uh, a, a ring outfit that went with their character, and and it didn't make them look. Uh, 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 not like a star, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's the right. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep, perception is reality. And you're clicking through the channels and you stop. Uh, you know, and it's coming from a fan of KO. I love watching him. I do. I mean, I've I've argued with Vince about this a lot, but I think Owens is awesome. But I do agree when it when someone that doesn't watch wrestling uh, is with me and they see him. How you know. You, yeah. Um. Anyway, Owens uh, Owens picks up the win after a power bomb on Enzo. Uh, Enzo, uh, man, I don't. I, it's always Enzo taking the pin. I, I get why it's always a smaller guy. They teased um, us though tonight with putting the heat on Cass early on. Did you see that? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. Uh, what do you do with Enzo and Cass? Because they're over with the crowd, but uh, with the roster so thin, it just doesn't feel like they're being utilized uh, to the way uh, that where they, they're really needed right now, where they could be helping out. Here's where they, this is how they look at it. They look at it as that massive pop they got tonight interrupting Jericho, okay? That's how the writers look at it. They go, oops, see, see, this weren't perfect. They weren't expecting them to be on the show. And they got me too. I was like, hold up, these two aren't even on the show tonight? You know, what time is it? And then boom, there they were. What they need to be careful, more importantly, I don't know if you caught this rise, was Big Cass, you know, Vince always talks about, you know, making sure everything's consistent. Don't, you know, um, insult the fans intelligence well they insulted the hell out of ours tonight by big cast saying that yeah on our on mick foley's way back through the you know through the back he stopped and told us we have a match tonight really because i saw mick's fat butt walking off stage still while your music hit <laughs> so unless he yelled it over your music as you walk right past him for that 0.5 seconds um no you know what i mean that, that that's the continuity they need to, they need to be careful of. i don't know if mick will just take it a sweet ass time getting off stage or he forgot about the what was supposed to happen storyline wise, right? You know, but yeah. but but even then, you know these these impromptu matches they 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 just don't make much sense. Like they're just randomly gonna figure out to you know to interrupt a promo and and they get permission all in the the three minutes that these guys are in the ring cutting a promo. It, I don't know. I, I, I like a little more uh, reality in 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 wrestling and this doesn't have it no and this you know what this was raj this was just a way to get them on tv put them in a favorable position to get that pop at the end of the night um 
they still think that they're getting them that they're getting that team more over by doing so, but they're not. They don't understand that yet for some reason. Um, and then you know, you have Jarek. You know, you have the opportunity to see the champion wrestle again tonight. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. not singles, but nonetheless, he did. Right, Matt. Matt I, I wanted to ask you this: When you were with WWE, how many writers did they have back then? I remember only five or six. You know, and, and, and like for SmackDown, it was the main one was uh, David Lagana. Um, He's with TNA now. Uh, yeah, as well as uh, then Stephanie was still really, you know, Stephanie was Stephanie, but she was, as far as writers go, she was the head of writer, but Dave Lagana was more of a go-to. Um, I believe Ed Kosky was right under him at the time. I could be wrong. He wasn't yeah. And Raw was completely separate at that time. Yeah, and Brian Gowertz was over there, yeah. Um, how how closely did they work with talents on their on their promos and and things like that? I almost always thought that they had to like you. Do you know what I mean? I always thought like Dave or some of the writers almost had to like have a look almost like either you're brand new and they're willing to help you, or they saw something in you and they'd want to pull you aside and maybe help you a little bit. For, for instance, on a complete when 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 I was doing my stuttering character. That was 100% Vince. The other writers didn't like it. Like Dave, Brian, they were like, I don't know why you would agree kind of thing to, to me. And uh, it, so long story short, like Vince would literally be behind the camera in every one of my promos, every single one of them, um, working very closely, right? Um, because he was invested in it. It was his gimmick. But, but like for the other writers, if it was something that was their idea, they definitely were behind the camera. And the higher up the card you were, definitely they had a lot more to do with those promos as far as working with you dave ladonna would come down to obw and work with some of us um now nxt is completely different obviously from obw so i'm not sure how they do it now but being that there's so many writers now i I can't imagine that any of these writers have any kind of emotional investment in the talent because there's so many of them and they just do whatever the boss says now anyway even more than they did when i was there right you know, so I can't imagine that you're spending that much time emotionally invested in these these guys and working with them like in between and not just because it's their job. You know, that's the difference. Right. And I want to ask you about uh, Hell in the Cell, your your predictions on what they should do and, and also about some of the changes going on with TNA. But before we get to that, you got to talk about DDP Yoga. DDP Yoga changed countless lives. I mean, some of the guys you saw tonight, Mick Foley, Chris Jericho and many others. Uh Many guys of the you know the current roster, guys from the past, have benefited immensely from it. Guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, uh, and now DDP Yoga has taken it to another level with the DDP Yoga Now app on iOS and Android devices. So you have no excuse because you can take it anywhere. DDP Yoga Now subscribers won't get tired of doing the same workouts over again because they've added completely new DDP Yoga 2.0 workouts, weekly live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center and motivational messages every Monday from DDP himself. DDP even hosts his own cooking show on the app, showing you how to make healthy food that tastes amazing. So guys, get over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Sign up now and you get 15% off uh, plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. So head over there. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And let them know that wrestling inc sent you. Um. Matt, first, uh, with with where they're at right now, I, w- I wanted to ask you: Do you think it was a good idea to split the brand uh, to have separate brand pay per views so early on to to where they're what they're doing right now? I, I don't know what it is. as a, 
I, I tell you why I like it. I like it because it puts more precedence and more importance on the upper tier matches. Okay, like AJ, like what's going on SmackDown, for instance. AJ's being treated like a main event act right now because of this brand extension. Okay, I don't know if he would be there at this moment in time if we had a you know conjunctive you know over overly booked uh, uh, Monday Night Raw with everybody involved, right? Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I, I get it. I'm excited about that though because the, like the Dolph Ziggler's, the, the guys like, that I have always felt should be an up not upper tier, but main event caliber talent, they're going to get their opportunities. And that's, that's as a fan, I like that. Um, but yes, does it water it down? I mean, did, 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 is, is the earlier matches as, as exciting? No, but they're going to be because that's what they've been desperately needing to do was fill that void of the earlier, you know, the, the lower card tiered matches and giving these people like, I hate to say it, the shining stars, um, people that we once perceived as one thing, a legit opportunity. It's going to take time to get used to. It is. Um, and if those guys don't do what they need to do, they'll be shit-canned, and somebody will come up from NXT, and trust me, it will make sense then. When we have Austin Aries on the card, Bobby Roode on the card, someone with Joe on the card, all these studs on that card, and now the lower-tier card is going to look like something like an all-star show versus what it looks like now. Yeah. All right? Well, in my opinion, these people need to keep going and getting their opportunity and keep shit in the bed. Excuse my language. They get fired. They get released. Something bad happens. And the influx of NXT keeps moving. And because of that, that whole on both Raw and SmackDown, because they have enough talent in NXT to do this. Um, and then the incoming NXT class as well um, to, to, to keep making it bigger and bigger and bigger as far as exciting matches and storylines and angles go. They need to sign Matt Morgan. That's what I think. <laughs> um, you know, you know what's amazing to me is that WWE pretty much owns wrestling now, right? And their rosters are so shallow, you know. Whereas you look at WCW in like '97, '98, '99, uh, up against WWF. I mean, you had these two giants, and WCW. There, I mean, I mean, their talent pool was so insanely stacked. Why is WWE's talent pool not stacked like that when they have, they can sign anyone that they want. <laughs> Different, de- <clears throat> different day. Excuse me. Different day and age. You had so many veterans that were considered, you know, that, that were new to a television audience because of Vince being a genius and figuring out how to package them as a new star. Meanwhile, we've seen them time and time again at, at, at NWA or other parts of the territory before being brought in to to, to Vince at WWE or vice versa with WCW. Um, these guys had tons and tons of experience, more than our guys today have. The t- today, these guys, these, these I don't want to call them kids, but the, the talent from today, they have indie experience, but that's not the same as territory experience. You know, of working the same place over and over and over and over and over again until you get over and then till you're past your point, right before you get hit past your point, you go to a new territory and, and you learn a brand new part of the business because it's a different part of the country. It takes different things to get over with those fans. So you're learning. So in my opinion today, the only thing that's close to that is the talent that gets a chance to go over to, to, to New Japan on the indie scene. Not just working in these United States, but someone like the Young Bucks, for instance. They are a great example of this. They get over everywhere they go. They go into every different place possible, and they've gotten themselves over consistently. Um, Kenny Omega as well and, and some other guys. Um, I'm telling you, I, I think the future looks good as hell in my opinion. Uh, uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about TNA. Uh, 
it's kind of like crunch time for TNA. It's like Billy Corgan's not quite yet the owner. He's working on it. Uh, Bound for Glory is coming up, and it seems like they need to have their house in order before Bound for Glory if they want to continue. Uh, what do you, you think is going on over there? I, I, I'm, I'm, as much as what you're putting out there, honestly, uh, you know, on your website, um, you know, I try to keep myself – I try to watch this as a fan now. So when I talk to you, I talk from a wrestler's perspective, but also as a fan's perspective still. Um, but as far as stuff like with TNA and stuff, I, I don't know how you go and share your most major pay-per-view, you know, with, with, like you said, your house not in order, not knowing who owns the company or who's going to own the company. And like, that's not exciting. I'm not excited about that. I'm nervous about that as a fan. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be nervous as a fan. You know, and I want to be relaxed when I watch a show, knowing that I'm not wasting my money because these guys and these stars and these championships will be here next month. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't know. We need them to be successful. We just do. So anybody that's a TNA hater out there, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to do it. Like, we need them to survive. We do. We need another place for the guys to go. All I can think of is how awesome would wrestling be today is if you had another WCW, someone like breathing down WWE's neck that's really forcing them to put on the best product that they could as opposed uh, to having them just coast. You know what I mean? I hate saying this because you're going to say, oh, that's just because you were there at the time. When I was there at TNA, I swear that roster could have done it. That roster of talent that we had, I swear to the Lord, we could have done it. If they just reversed their thinking on stop booking WWE guys to go over on all of us, up-and-coming talent. Meanwhile, we've had 10 or 12 years of experience at the time, but we were considered new guys, me, AJ, Joe. I'll never understand that. Um, We need to talk to Vince about that next time I'm on, actually. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. We had the opportunity. Sorry, we had the opportunity talent-wise. Yeah, I mean, you guys hit 2 million viewers once, and, and, you know, that's... That's not that far from the level that Raw is at right now. So uh, it was it was getting up there. It's it's sad to see, and it uh, it, it looks unlikely, but I hope it happens again. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I'm not holding my breath. <clears throat> and um, then there's a rumor. Let's, let me ask you this: you you you, know, you run the, your own site and everything. Is is that true about Vince? Is that true about him possibly wanting to? take ownership or buy it or no so it, it would basically be that they would buy the tape library if if mm-hmm. it's basically like if no one else can buy it uh put in a real offer they would they would they would buy the tape library and and i think that that's that's where their interest stops they're not looking to keep uh tna going i mean it makes no sense for them they got nxt which sure. is you know a, a lot hotter um yep. so yeah so it's it would just be for the tape library if no one if they can't figure out the sale and and no one will and it, and it's going down the tubes. Then they they'd probably just buy it in a fire sale and, and get the assets, kind of like uh, they did with ECW. Yep. Gotcha. Well, well, thanks again, Matt. Thanks as always, man. It was great having you. Do uh, you got anything you want to plug? No, just same old, same old. My Twitter, uh, Instagram at bb matt morgan. Also, October twenty second, I'm doing my men's physique show. I better be ready. I got like three and a half, three and quarter, three and three quarter weeks left. So. If you see me drinking my jug more than normal on the show, guys, I need it. I need to drink two and a half gallons a day right now. I can get it in so I can get on stage and crush these midgets. <laughs> if everyone's wondering why, what Matt's doing eating or drinking during the show, now you know. And I will be back in like, man, like next week. It's like no mercy or the week after. Uh, but, but join us Wednesday. Myself and Glenn Rubenstein will be taking over the show. Uh, next Monday, Matt will be back uh, with myself. And then the following Sunday, after no mercy, uh, my, Matt, myself, and Vince Russo. 
show for the Post No Mercy podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining in, and uh, good night.